Ding dong, ding dong. It's another episode of Hold My Bread. I don't think that was Christmas music, but it's me, Matt Beck, it's your host with your other host. Breadheads, gather round. It is time to join the gluten gang in Carbo Load. You are listening to Hold My Bread, the $5,280.79.26 podcast. I got to write Matt a letter. What is that? You asked for that letter. I've forgotten to write it. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's okay. But, I don't think it's going to happen. I emailed them, and they're just fucking jerking me around. No, is that, all the bureaucracy is broken. That's what you need to know. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm, I'm losing hope. I'm losing hope in my ability to break through. But here's the deal. You, you maybe lost out on $15,000, right? Yeah, definitely did. Not maybe. De- as of now, 100%. But that's a loan. <laughs> that's money you would need to pay back. Right. So but, at right. our current rate, of return, you will have at least half of that money, no payback necessary within five years. So I've actually done you a favor. <laughs> I mean, uh, no disrespect to our show's portfolio, but my personal portfolio, I could have that could have been a huge injection of funds into my portfolio. I could have, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would have made that. I would have made that money work for me. Not, I got options. not if you have like, to. Not if you have to pay it back. Huh? Not if you that that money was a loan. You would have had to pay it back even a hundred dollars a month long term. This sets you up quite nicely. Until- I could have doubled that money. I had a stock option I was going to buy, and it hit. I was like experimenting. I was like, I'm going to buy. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'm. My New Year's resolution is to start writing puts. So I was going to write a Tesla put for. December 18th, it was, um, I was like, it's going to hit. It was like four, it was the strike price was like 540. And I was like, there's no way it's going to tank that hard because that's the day before it gets to the S&P 500. So I was like, going to do it, going to do it. And I didn't have the cash to do it because you have to have the money to cover it all. So I couldn't do it. And sure enough, I was right. It, it hit that if I'd bought that, that Tesla put, if I'd sold that Tesla put, I would have made a fucking, I would have made like five grand. Yeah, but as someone who sat down at the poker table with you, options might not be your best friend because you you get emotional when you gamble, and we this this is a podcast about how stock options are gambling, and once you do that in an option, it could literally ruin your life. You only need to do that once. So, I mean, if you think you have the control to never make a bad choice, by all means, go out there and get it, young man. I don't think it's about making not making bad choices. I think it's about how you recover from those bad choices. I think that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's how you respond, not how you react. I don't actually know if that makes and sense. And that's a but. very powerful quote that will be used in your Robin Hood shaming obituary that's sure to be published <laughs> in the next five years. I'll have to re- rehire our publicist when Matt kills himself because of his options <laughs> loss. But it's okay. Matt's working on Christmas. Um, I was joking about putting out a cigar on him. So we have the holiday cheer here in New York City. And a lot of our listeners do as well. Like everyone's been get getting in my DM, sliding in, saying, oh, I made so much money. A lot of them on the Wish IPO, actually. And yeah, I mean, if you've been making money on these IPOs, great. We are going to do a year in review episode this week. 
But there is kind of a fun strategy, I think, if you've been on the right side of one of these IPOs, because we're what we're seeing is companies deliberately like put their price below the what it, their company is actually worth. So a lot of these companies are doubling in the first day on the trading floor. We've seen it three times in the last month. It's a total trend at this point. We've seen it with DoorDash, we've seen it with Airbnb, and now it's Wish. So it is kind of like a tech retail kind of IPO thing. But, you know, I'm thinking if you hit on Wish, and I know a few of you did, why not just track these other IPOs that have the same kind of name recognition of like new commerce sort of stuff and just roll your your profits into that every time? Right. I mean, it seems like uh, it's a it's a solid strategy at this point. I mean, obviously nothing is uh, fail proof, but the if the track record of this year's IPO, um, the ones they've been rolled out, if that's any indication, I mean, it's not a there are worse gambles to take for sure. Yeah. And there's just a larger trend in the market right now. And I think maybe this this strategy would work, but I can think of no better strategy for actually trying to learn the market. Yeah, I mean, but that also that could set you up for uh, I don't know that could that could instill some bad habits in you early on if you're not aware of what's going on and, and you're not aware of you know it's like people that got into investing during the pandemic it's like we were we've been doing this for you know about six we, months so we were we were veteran traders before we got into it. Not, well, I'm I I've been in the market for like the last six years, so yeah, I know I'm, that's I'm nothing, teasing. But. I I am uh, underselling our resumes for comedic effect. I could have talked about the three point six five your boy put up at the University of Michigan <laughs> while taking a big ass course load this semester with my master's in finance. But I didn't bring that up, so we're we're more humble than that, right? Of course, of course. But you know, people getting into finance now, I, I keep I'm getting I get text messages and I get people uh, in my in my Instagram DMs talking about how I'm they're getting into finance and they're getting into stocks and investing, and it's like that's great, definitely do that. But also be aware that the time you're doing it is not a normal time to be doing it, and what you're learning now might not be you know the way things are being done now might not be the way things are done. Uh, you know, a year from now. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you just, if you're playing with profit, if you want to just figure out a list of questions to ask yourself to determine whether or not you're comfortable buying a stock when it opens up. And then if you just kind of compare new options with your, with your, your questions and you just keep rolling it in, you try and create this model where you can just get in on these initial bumps where I think that would just really create a lot of good habits for you. And there's the chance of profit. Obviously, there are going to be some IPOs that tank. But within the last six months in what for 2021, like all the projections that I've been looking at from like Forbes and Wall Street Journal and even McKinsey and Associates, like they're pretty optimistic about 2021. We compared Biden with the first Obama presidency. And, you know, maybe that isn't as applicable if Trump ends up being Ebenezer Scrooge, visited by the three goats of Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, and Twitter.com. 
and he gives us all two thousand dollars. Dorsey, Twitter.com itself, the sentient bird. Yes, the ghost of a bird. It's fine. <laughs> do you still have your Disney Plus login? I do. Do you need it? I, I still have it. I don't use it very often, but you know, I was talking about a Twitter ghost. It made me think of Soul coming out December twenty fifth. I want to watch that. I know we're going to a drive-in movie on Christmas. I don't even think we're seeing Die Hard, but when I get home, I think I'll be watching Soul that night. Watch Soul, you know? But you know what's crazy? Speaking of this real quick, I had to bring this up. I was We were looking on Netflix the other night for a Christmas movie to watch, and we were scrolling, we were scrolling, and what's the movie? The Claws, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Yeah, yeah, that movie where he looks like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, what, why is he assaulting a woman? Yeah, um, no, he does. He runs over with a sleigh. Oh, nice. Well, that movie we were looking at it, and it, Netflix had a message that was like, "This movie comes to Netflix." No exaggeration. It said like January seventh. Yeah, why? But that that's the why deal. Are they doing that that th- all these comp- companies have like very funny windows. We saw it with you know. Hulu and Netflix falling all over themselves with the great office fight of 2019. And the Santa Claus, it is one of those properties where it'll depreciate in value. I mean, it's much like stocks, you know, it's not a, it's about to be, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Christmas time will be over, you know, nobody's watching. If you're watching Christmas movies in January, may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, I, I can't understand watching any movie like I, I don't want I just play Settlers of Catan online. I thought when my semester ended, I would be kicking back. I changed my habits, but nah, I'm just replacing schoolwork with Catan and I'm just on that island playing sports. I did um see an interesting study, though. It mm-hmm. said that you get if you get in the into the right mindset, if you buy a, a good security, like uh, maybe a share of Tesla, maybe you put some money in your, you know, ro- robo IPO. But you know what? I found out that if you buy these securities, it actually has the same effect mentally as buying like a designer item. And my fiance is going to kill me. I tell this fact to her five times a day. <laughs> She's just buying Chanel purses. She's buying vintage Lucite coffee tables. And I'm in the corner of all these transactions going, you know, if you get a, a nice dividend product, uh, you'll feel the same thing eventually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sure that Lucite t- coffee table is going to have a great return on investment. Don't you worry. She says it is an investment. She says that they're all investments. And I was like, well, your investments are laying on the floor right now. Um, that's not <laughs> true of anything I have. And dang, before we get into it, I do want to say we've talked about MJ before as a stock we really like. Mm-hmm. We we get some decent dividends from there for sure. Like we got like $2 from them, but $2 from like a $300 initial investment after two months, like that adds up for sure. So not a bad structure. If this is like a long-term buy and hold, like, I don't know, just another reason to look into the MJ ETF. And in our year in review, so I guess we can get into that, Matthew. We right. broke it down month by month because much like, uh, you know, you want to study every new IPO and figure out your investments. That way, you ca- it kind of helps to break down the market into just periods. That's how, why there is there are so many reports right now on the year in finance returns. So we went month by month. 
and we found just a couple stories, and we want to tell the story of the 2020 investing year. And yeah, and I think especially with such a crazy year it's been, I mean, the year, like, for a year that both dragged and flew by, I think this is a good way to do it. So just go month by month and uh, kind of pick out some finance news and some stories. And I'm very excited about this episode. I think it's, it's, it's great. It's so good. So start with January, huh? Um, yeah, just a couple things I noticed. Um, so the average of all returns on any stock in the S&P 500 in the year 2020 is like around 9%, which is <laughs> very good. <laughs> and and uh, granted, we are in a situation where big tech kind of owns the day. So if you were to take out like the top 25 stocks, the remaining average, which is probably like slightly below the mean for returns is around 4.98%. So if you take out those 25 outliers, that's a 44% decrease. And, you know, if you really want to see the downturn of this market, it's not in the overall statistics. It's in the fact that 40%, 195 to be exact, of the S&P 500 are negative in 2020. It is wild to see that 25, you take the top 25 out, and that seems like a big drop. I mean, that's a big drop in percentage just with 25 companies removed. To see that is, that's, that's to me, that almost sums up 2020 in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, it was very easy to make money if you were in a position to make money, but if you were in if you're going to struggle, you really struggled. It's true with individuals, it's true with companies on the S&P 500. So it's almost like these financial conditions are like laws of physics, you know? Everything is every every entity is subjected to them. It's almost like you're telling me corporations are people, Joel. Corporations are people. Um, I did make love to an Aldi, and I need to feel okay about it. I lost my uh, virginity to a, a cheesecake factory. Yeah, well, Aldi, it's German, so that grocery store kept wanting to shit on my chest. <laughs> Lay down, I want to put the cabbage on your torso. On your torso. Come on, to Aldi, why are six people watching? Because those are the only people I employ. I maximize my workforce. <laughs> Okay. Can't you tell by the uniforms they match? Do they have uniforms all right. at yeah, all? Anyway, wait, what's this vaccine news only on Monday? Is yeah, th they only app? they only give That's you what? know you know how records used to only drop on Thursdays and movies used to only come out on Fridays. Well, vaccines they only come out on Mondays. I did just <laughs> kind of notice that trend while I was doing my research. And uh, let's take uh, a visit back in time. Yeah, it's January. I, I, I'm a little fat. Um, I have less hair. I don't have a mustache and I've yet to discover moisturizing. So it's not, it's not for me. It's not a good month for Joel Wachowski, but I'm rich because it's a very bullish January. Everything is up. All the Christmas 2019 sales reports are buoying the market. Tech is up. Retail's up. Everybody's printing money in Donald Trump's America. Everything's just oriented for the stock market return. And we are reaping the benefits. It's true. I, I'm planning my trip to L.A. I'm full of optimism on the new year. I, have, I was looking through my Instagram 
and I saw a picture of Jack and I holding hands for his birthday, and the caption said, 2020, let's have a good year, or something like that. Boy, the optimism in my eyes, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I will say 2020 was probably the best year of my life, but uh, that's just me, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people are going to say that, honestly. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are going to feel that way. Yeah, I mean, if I go back and I look at my my instagram from january of 2020 i see that i went to see a double feature of bad boys and little women so i was living right you know when the world was open nobody could go to movies i was going to all the movies Ooh, little bad women yeah and i mean it's a tale as old as time who who's the protagonist who's the antagonist and i did i found a new metric man i found the big money index and that just it, it's a it's a trend line for when f- large financial institution are selling their stocks, mm-hmm. and January was an all time high for just big institutions selling off. It was it kind of came just as coronavirus was on the 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 outside it was on the horizon they were selling off kelly leffler vote vote for her in georgia please it no, was do not do that <laughs> ironically vote for kelly leffler ironically in georgia it's the coolest man it shows you don't care you're not buying into this liberal system vote leffler 2021 let's do it Wow, you've really changed. I, I, I believe I want politicians who act the way like a, a evil rich pig would in a cartoon and her making taxpayers subsidize her travel when she owns a private jet is a pretty admirable flex. <laughs> yeah, well, I, did you see? So there's been all that stuff about how they're going to hopefully they're talking about making it illegal for for them to to trade stocks. Uh, and she's coming out being like, it's not fair. It's unconstitutional. You can't do this to me. It's uh, very exciting to see. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously making fun of Kelly Loeffler, but it is unconstitutional if our representatives aren't allowed to trade stocks. Everything in our system, it's just exaggerated a little bit, bit past the degree of where it needs to be. Like, we don't need to make every dollar. Let's make 75% of the dollars. If you need to make every dollar, you're a millionaire, you've made your money in big tech, and you spend your free time creating bots to buy PS5s online so people who need to buy them for their kids for Christmas have to buy them from you for a markup. So there, yeah, maybe that's an anecdote from my life. Maybe it isn't. I'm not going to say. But there is a morality of making every dollar and... I mean, that's the thing that needs to be accounted for with our laws regarding our representatives. Them- and that's America for you. America's all about making every dollar. Yeah. This big money index is kind of interesting. Like, I found a graph. It kind of went through the stock chart for the year. And it's not a stock chart. It's just put together the way a stock chart is with a trend line. So you can see it imposed on all the big news of the year. And, you know, it aligns pretty perfectly with all of the big stories from the year right yeah it does look good we should maybe post this on our instagram i don't think yeah i mean let's do it sam find this doc 
break into my personal files and post this on my Instagram. We don't have our Instagram password, do we? I still got to figure that out. I'll figure I'll find that out when we finish recording. I'll get it uh, reset as soon as we get off you, the yeah. uh, Zoom. Yeah, I love Matt. Matt talks to me like I'm I'm 70 years old sometimes. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I know what it what it takes to reset a password. That's just easier than me being like, what do you mean? To ta- what, what should I have said? Yeah, hey, I got to reset the password. I'll figure it out. I just imagine you putting on a little Sherlock Holmes cap. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what you hold? I got up? my magnifying glass. I'm looking at my keys. I'm hunting. I'm pecking. Yeah. No. I'll find the password. I'll hold my magnifying glass up to my stars when I input the password, and that it'll reveal itself to me. It's like, have you ever seen uh, what's the Nicolas Cage movie, National Treasure? It's exactly like that, <laughs> except I have to. There, have the to last line of meant National Treasure implies he doesn't know where the clitoris is. I do want to say that. Everyone, go back, watch the National Treasure. The last end of that movie, they have they take you on this great family friendly journey, and they do leave you on the note where Nick Cage doesn't know where the clitoris is. Obviously, he does. Every woman he's with has a tattoo of a lizard wearing a top hat right there. So that's just how he rolls. Yeah, it's winking. It's got a top hat off a little bit. I like that. Okay, so what else happened in January? Nothing too crazy. It was just. People making fun money hand over fist. You kind of mm-hmm. saw like if you were a real one, that's when you started going to Reddit Wall Street bets. Like end of 2019, early pre-2020 pandemic. And I can't believe we were on that Reddit the entire time. And we kept the same net worth. That's the real pathetic thing. Yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, you know, you, they're giving us the tools. We just had to use them and we didn't really use them. Yeah. So we move on to February and in February, yeah, there was a big Dow plunge in 227. But I think the most significant thing that happened in terms of economics in February was we had the warmest January in history and global warming was actually a priority at the World Economic Forum. Yeah, the uh, that was a huge deal. That uh, that is that the where was it at in Germany? Was uh, it like in Berlin? It was. Oh, geez, you're embarrassing me, Matt. You're asking me a simple follow-up question. I should have known. How no, it's okay. could you? No, I'll look yeah, up. Don't you worry. I'll look up where the World Economic Forum was in 2020. And it was... I can't find it, all right? I don't know where it was. I wish I was there. And it says it's in DeVos Closters, but I don't know where DeVos Closters is. I know DeVos Closters. He was a weird kid I went to high school with. And, ooh, they had Greta Thunberg and Donald Trump on the same dais. Who, what is this, my ideal threesome? Whoa. <laughs> Wait, I, you can't make those jokes. Whoops. Yeah, you're going to have to cut that one out. I mean, we're going to cut out that whole segment. Cut to all of our listeners hearing this segment. (laughs) And, um, of course, if you were around in February and you're a genius, probably the thing you'll remember on the calendar is the day your brilliant ass bought Zoom stock. Yeah. It took me five seconds right now to recall the word for Skype. That's how good of a, a year Zoom had. Yeah, it made you forget that Skype existed, even though Skype's been around for a long time. 
Yeah, and uh, sorry, Skype, it did not happen for you, but that's okay. And what else happened in, in February, Matt? Well, the Boy Scouts of America filed for bankruptcy. Did you hear about this? Were you ever a Boy Scout? I was. I was too. I was for a while, and then I was like, this is not for me. And then I left. Well, here's the thing. They're, they kind of got bankrupted, right? They just weren't a poorly run business. I think they got put out of business by a court decision, weren't they? Well, so they were like, in, they got in a ton of trouble because, you know, they were doing what they do, <laughs> assaulting children. And therefore, they were like, you guys owe a lot of people money. And they were like, well, we're going to file for bankruptcy because we can't pay these people. Our, we can't pay them. So they're evil. The Boy Scouts are evil. I mean, it's not the Boy Scouts that are evil. It's them trying to run an organization and not paying attention to the severely sick things in an organization. Like, I was raised Catholic. People are aware of the things that happened in the Catholic Church, and they're like, oh, it's an evil organization. No, it's just too big. It's focused on what it's doing, and it's not managing day-to-day operations or instilling a culture among its employees. And I mean, you know, the the Catholic Church was in. I mean, let's not get into a debate on the Catholic Church, but they were implicit in like m- m- moving, moving molesters around to different places so they can molest again. I mean, that is it doesn't matter how big of a corporation you are. The fact that they're like actively moving molesters around. Yeah, but is- the Catholic Church was around for 2000 years and these practices were totally like they weren't legal, but they weren't really frowned upon for what 85 percent of the company's existence like they responded if you're gonna look at like the percentage of this how long this institution has actually been around like their response factor isn't that bad yeah okay so what your argument is they've been they've been raping people for a long time it's been going on it's a long tradition of assault it's okay look any belief system was founded upon a lot of like really bad sexual things, but you know, if that became like, it came to the surface and became a source of real, you know, rightful rage and a moment of real recognition and reflection for these institutions. And a lot of them haven't really happened yet, but you know, humans are animals. We've all done terrible things in our nature and, we, did, we didn't really start to improve until people started getting a little bit more freedom. And that was a fairly recent development in human history. And, you know, the Catholic Church, if they, they recognize that they're wrong now, there's a good pope in charge. And that's why a lot of my Catholic relatives currently hate the pope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I didn't shed a tear for the Boy Scouts of America. I was a Boy Scout for a while. I did the, the Pine Box Derby. I went to the camps. I did all the thing. I served my time. And then as soon as I started seeing these older kids that were like, I'm going to be an Eagle Scout. And I'm like, you're going to be a virgin for your life because you got your little scarf. You got your, your high-waisted pants or high-waisted shorts with your high socks. It's just, it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not right. It's yeah, I mean, Eagle Scouts, there isn't a more valuable set of life skills that young men can get. I mean, I, I left the Scouts in fourth grade. I can't tie a knot. You know, did yeah, I make the right gonna, decision? How are you going to restrain your victims if you don't know how to tie a knot? I've worked on the back of trucks for 12 years. I don't know how to tie a knot. I just get hired because I look like I belong on the back of a truck. 
And you know what the worst thing about the Boy Scouts of America bankruptcy is? I I got targeted ads for the if you if I was abused by the Boy Scouts, and I accidentally clicked on one of the ads, and my feed is just filled with ads thinking I was molested. Oh, now now you're now your FBI agent that watches you thinks you've been molested. Well, I mean. You know, I've got a lot of empathy for abuse victims. Some of my closest family members, their entire personalities were shaped from a certain type of trauma. Of but, course. you know, hey, this is the wrong person to be giving these ads to. And, like, I get them so often, I ask myself, huh, was I molested? 800,000 adults volunteered, 261 local councils, 84,000 scout units. The Boy Scouts of America were huge. And I would imagine in, like... Was your dad a Boy Scout? I mean, they've been around for a long time. Your dad seems like he would be a founding member. Um, <laughs> is that just because of the last thing I said about the trauma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if that's what you if that's what you took from that, then maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I think he had his needs taken care of elsewhere, unfortunately. So. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, yeah, so the Boy Scouts of America are gone. They well, then there was that huge thing about. Well, I'll say this one list, and then we'll move on to uh to to March. Um, the Boy Scouts of America wasn't there a huge thing about them? Like, I remember there was a whole thing about like gay people in the Scouts, and then women in the Scouts. It's just so weird. All these like, I don't not that they're a secret society, but all these clubs they're like that are that hate change and they hate they hate letting gay people in. They hate women letting. We can't keep changing these things it makes me so sick and it, i want to be a boy scout all right and it does seem like the two real like people who fought against change were the catholic church and the boy scouts of america and both those turned out to be just rife with molestation <laughs> so yeah maybe that's the best argument for inclusivity if you're not being inclusive and welcoming think people will think you're raping boys yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're not going to be inclusive, we're just going to assume you're a pedophile. Yeah, and hey, you know, if you don't invite me to my your ultimate frisbee game, I will be assuming you're a pedophile. <laughs> Throw <laughs> it to the beach dog. With you? Oh, I can't come play with you because you're a pedophile? I see how it is. This guy's a pedophile. He yeah. won't let me play with you. Yeah, him. I bet you invited a bunch of 11-year-olds, didn't you? Yeah, I'm a man. Invite me to that frisbee <laughs> game. 35-year-old love slinging disc. And that was a joke. Everyone knows I'm 31. Only one year older than Matt. Soon he'll be older than me. <laughs> Soon I'll be older than you, and then we'll see who's laughing. Yeah, you, you're going to be older than me in two years if you keep up. <laughs> yeah, if I live that long. Uh, oh. Okay, March. so let's go to March. We March got a stimulus. We got a big bank stimulus. $2.2 trillion. And um, yeah, March, I will always remember that as the day I was at work and I just watched my account lose all the money in it. I had a TV show get canceled and I made myself a giant pile of Nutella and waffles and it was almost all worth it. Damn, that does sound good. I would love to have that right now. Yeah, I mean, you can hear all that. And you're like, oh, lost all his money, lost a good opportunity. Waffles. All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Ooh, sign me up for those waffles. I'll, I'll spend all the money I have for some of those right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, and if you go out to a restaurant, waffles are the most overpriced item. 
waffles are always $11 without any add-ons. It's just batter. That's a 50 cent product that you're marking up 400 times. Give me I cheaper mean, waffles. Come on. What is this? What are you, the Boy Scouts of America? You're fucking me right now. Hey, leave those scouts alone. <laughs> I still have my scout uh, my scout book. It doesn't matter. Um, I put this in the outline. I'm not actually sure if uh, this is actually kind of what I wanted to ask you, because for me, I was in Indiana in March. I went back to Indiana thinking I'd be gone for two and a half weeks. I ended up being there for a couple months. I'm betting on DraftKings. I feel like that's when we really started to pay attention to DraftKings. Am I wrong about that? No, that's about when we started paying attention to DraftKings, and that's around when I started doing more work within the gambling industry. So that's a natural progression. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, that was like a real, a real uh, moment for uh, for us as far as DraftKings, and we really entered into our um, our our thoughts and our minds because I was doing a lot more gambling. It's how I was able to. We talked with or before we recorded. It's how I was able to pay for my brand new eyeballs. Yeah. I thought that was a money. secret. You told me not to tell anyone about your LASIK. Now here you are telling the world. I just didn't want it to be a thing. I wanted to gradually, gradually drip the knowledge out to people. Gross. Uh, you say you say in the outline that DraftKings becomes a bug target. What is a bug target? I meant to say big target, but I, I was writing this outline at about 3 a.m. for me. I was doing my 3 a.m. work, so I meant to say big. Oh, well, I mean, we were just talking about bugs in another part, and I asked you about something that was bug-related, so I thought that might actually be bug target, so that wasn't me no, correcting. that was a typo. I mean, I wish bugs stood for something. Uh, big, A big, ugly girl. Money. <laughs> Yeah, what you know you that think? big ugly girl. She keeps betting on DraftKings. Yeah, a <laughs> big ugly girl. Yeah, yeah, classic big ugly girl. If you know what I'm saying. Man, that 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 she she bugging me. Yeah, she be bugging me. Okay, and then I think April. I mean, that's when we that's when we kind of changed our strategy. I think maybe late April, early May. We we did we were Kyrie Irving. We went around saging out our portfolio and you know we got rid of a lot of our older stocks we got in some new stocks and it oh yeah that's what everyone was doing april was the rise of the day trader i mean the significance of that stimulus in march is everyone getting their extra six hundred dollars a week a lot of people they put it into the market. A lot of people changed their lives for many of them for the better, some for the worse, like that kid who killed himself in Nebraska. But um, yeah, people started being economically empowered and they big institutions didn't take advantage of it yet. They still haven't, but they might. That is true. I forgot that around April is when we had money bags rally on and we, we completely gutted our portfolio. I remember that episode. Yeah. And that really, I think that was a real turning point for this podcast. Yeah, well, we were losing a little bit of money there, but um, I think in the weeks after, we did pretty well. We 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 scored Neo, we scored DraftKings, and before that, we had a couple of just kind of long shots that turned out. Corbis Farm, Corbis OBCI was good for us, and you're not going to believe this. Guess what stock is up thirty percent today? GameStop, ENRT. Oh, no. I mean, oh, yeah. ENRT, my long shot stock that's ruined many personal relationships, is now almost what I bought it for. All right. Now I'm going to buy in. Yeah, no. And that's what a lot of my friends did. I got texts from my friends today. I was like, hey, I saw ENRT is up 60%. Do you have what you put in yet? And I was like, no. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe I'll throw 50 bucks at it and see how that works. I guess how many shares I have of that company. 10,000. 10, 26,000. Damn. If that thing gets to be $2 a share, I've done the math. I'm the richest man who ever lived. <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought your additions to the April outline were pretty good. So guide us through them there. Um, well, so I just think I thought this was interesting because given I remember around April, everyone's people are losing their jobs. We're really in the in the meat of the pandemic. We're really going through a financial crisis. A lot of people are as far as being laid off work for a while now. So I think it's interesting that kind of I feel like we've gone from kind of a gig economy to a pig economy. What's that? A pig economy. A pig, a gig economy to a pig economy to a bug economy. Um, I mean, that's those are the only people I I support on many of these platforms. You're about to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So there's Cameo, Substack, Patreon, OnlyFans, and Twitch. All of those increased uh, substantially. Cameo expects a hundred million the from, from transactions this year. Um, sub Substack, which I had never heard of, uh, has 250,000 plus paid subs. Um, Patreon is now valued at $1.2 billion. Patreon's valuation for their company, $1.2 billion, um, is crazy. We still need to get our Patreon going because uh, I feel like we've got nice listeners. I feel like they would probably help us expand our portfolio. Yeah, 1.2 million. We got a lot of nice listeners in Houston and I do want to let our Houston listeners know that I, I bet on the Rockets tonight before literally every player went out with coronavirus. So I'm so if I'm supporting your city like this, I mean, I do expect it in return. You can't, everything's a strip club in Houston. We can't be mad at the guys for going, okay, I'm, I'm really ruining your point here. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, OnlyFans was big uh, this year. A lot of people are using OnlyFans to pay their rent. There's been a lot of drama with OnlyFans as far as people who are on there, but that people feel like they shouldn't be. But uh, OnlyFans, 300 million in profit this year. And then this is something I've been doing. I um, I've been um, streaming on Twitch. Twitch, which is crazy. Twitch has doubled the number of streamers on their site. So video game streaming has always been kind of big. Uh, you can stream on uh, YouTube and other websites, but Twitch streamers have doubled uh, this year, which is, that's a lot of noise. But uh, I just thought that was interesting as far as people really trying to uh, to take their, their finances into their own hands and kind of create their own jobs in that way. We, like I said, we've gone from like a gig economy with like Uber and Lyft and things like that, which obviously still are around, but to a more of a creator's economy where you control your own content and you make your content and, and branding and all that stuff has really taken over. I think that's really what's happened uh, a lot this year. And I, I don't know, maybe, but um, I think Cameo and OnlyFans of the companies that you listed, I mean, in what ways do you control your content as the creator there? Like those are very, you know, market-based mediums. Cameo, you're doing it via personalization. OnlyFans, you're directly cultivating a group of fans. So I think it is kind of in the consumer's court with those. So, so it's a little bit more free market than the others. And my big takeaway from this is that you're totally right. It is the creator economy, but this is just a fraction of it because none of this, what what's worth more? All this money from Cameo, Substack, Patreon, OnlyFans, Twitch, or none of these figures talk about the independent cam sites. And the independent cam sites, 
were a cash cow before all this hit. People are full-time making five figures a month, and these aren't listed. So, I mean, if you really want to go into the creator economy, if we are counting OnlyFans here, which we absolutely should, that sex work is real work in the my book and the book of any reasonable person, honestly, that we need to kind of consider what else is out there. And I truly think that it's probably double of all these combined. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me, especially because the 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 head start a lot of those cam sites have had. I don't know how long OnlyFans has been around for, honestly, but a lot of these cam sites. I mean, this stuff is not new. Yeah, uh, and, and all these OnlyFans is kind of wrapping it up where they can take a slice of it, but these other ones where they are more consumer based and empowered, where people are making like five dollars a minute, like I imagine they probably make around sheesh. They might make like a billion dollars a year. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't surprise me with tips and the people that uh, the people that do those cam sites are very supportive. They they want to support the people they like. They are, uh, the, I don't know. Uh, I, I I've dated I dated a woman that worked at Hooters and the people that, she would have regulars at Hooters that would tip heavy. It's like if you can find people that really support you and support your 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 ass and your titties, uh, you're gonna make some money. Yeah, and this is on me for not being forward-thinking enough. I've known my whole life that people will pay for pictures of my feet. I've not done it. I should have just gone on on all these cam sites, sold, let, let old people look at my feet, and then I wouldn't have to go to grad school now. I would have learned everything I needed to know from watching these people jerk off to my corns. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could, you know... I wish I could profit off my weird body, but I'm not. Un, I'm unable to. You need to find someone with a praying mantis fetish. I did. Well, we never talked about this on the podcast, but I did have a guy reach out to me that was like, oh, he wants he wanted to be financially cucked. I, t- I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. And yeah, I think I think we talked about that here. Yeah, that was the closest I got, and that didn't work out. I didn't get any damn money. All I got was some creepy messages, and then nothing. Yeah, we 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 get a lot of creep, but I, you know what? I will say the messages I get from this show, I enjoy so much more than the messages I get from my other shows. Because I mean, you know, I do a lot of like sports stuff, and if you're asking me for fantasy football advice, when when my whole thing on every one of my shows is that fantasy football is for children, just go to hell. I do not care about fantasy football. I do not care about your fantasy football team. But every Sunday I get these questions from so many people and that's not what I do. There's people who do that. That's not me. Sorry, I had to bitch there because no, it's okay. I mean, do you think that there's crossover? Do you think your fantasy football listeners listen to this podcast? A little bit. Yeah, I think um, that's good at least that's more of a you. It's actually that's kind of turned into more of a YouTube thing. And that's the thing is like I'm in this creator economy now, too. And like I do notice that. Now that money's attached to it, I have to comport myself differently. So, I mean, is it a creator economy or are networks just an archaic notion? And is any creative person just skipping the intermediary and they're always trying to perform for the biggest possible market? Ooh, that's a, I mean, I like, that's a, wow, that was very smart. I mean, just as like things on networks are, focus grouped and they're reworked and they're analyzed. I noticed that I make more money. I get more views 
the more specialized and specific I do. Like, I don't get shit when I talk about the NFL. If I talk about a low-level college football game and I actually give it my attention, that's where I do well. Interesting. I mean, I guess I believe that, you know, I've been, so I've been trying to stream on Twitch and, um, you know, it's obviously, I just said Twitch streamers have doubled, uh, this year. And I feel like the, my best chance at, for at building an audience on Twitch is I'm going to have to find games that people aren't streaming. I'm gonna have to find more niche, uh, ways to stream to separate myself from the 70,000 people that are already playing call of duty. Nobody's going to watch me play call of duty. Everyone's, you know, I got to find that. So I think that's a very good way to look at it. And that's, that can be applied to a lot of different things. Yeah. And like in life with a video game, with a sports game, with a movie, if there's a product that you can buy and enjoy, it's reasonable to believe that there is a subset of people who love it. Right. Absolutely. And if it's small enough and rare enough, it's going to be one of those things where the people that love it are very passionate about it. So if you can find and share that, that's a huge way to do it. So I think that's great. All right. Let's go to May. May is when I started um, really peeing on the air during this podcast very frequently. Uh, some may say those are the salad days. <laughs> and um, by May, I was studying for the GRE, the murder of George Floyd. I, I think it kind of dovetailed with, you know, record unemployment levels of 17.2%. Uh -huh. So people were angry in the streets. There were protests all over the country. I went a lot later on. I did not go in May because I was in Arizona and I did not want to drive down to be in Phoenix for any reason. So, right. yeah, May was maybe the darkest period in American history. Like May was a very tough month because it just became clear that this virus was going to ruin our summer that the big government was not going anywhere and that people were kind of left to fend for themselves. And I saw a lot of beautiful actions from a lot of community organization, but I think May was a tough month for a lot of people. I mean, absolutely. I, I remember the, the video and the footage of, I believe it was May when they were uh, bringing those, do you remember when they had that, things in New York were so bad they had that giant ship Oh, yeah. I think that was like late March, early April. Was that in March? I couldn't remember if that was May or not. But yeah, I mean, all the protests are happening. I mean, everything. I The vibe, the whole... I hate to use the term vibe on something so serious, but like just the whole... This haze kind of ha felt like it was hanging across the whole country as far as like all the the uncertainty and the, the uh, upset of all of it. Yeah, because if you look at how psychology kind of works... May is where normalcy set in, and May is also where this virus found other pockets of the country and really started affecting it in non-urban, cosmopolitan like areas. Right. So, so, I mean, the whole country was kind of put on the same page, and this is not a country... Like, I studied this in my organizational behavior class, like... The U.S. struggles with this because we are such an individual nation. Like, if countries with a group think with a group mentality that just kind of skews towards collectivism, they did well with this pandemic. They do well with giving out unemployment benefits to pay people to stay home. And it's in USA where we're all pushed to achieve that we can't do anything for the good of the group without first asking, "What does this do for me?" 
Right. Well, and we saw that too, being from New York, because New York, obviously, I've been telling my mom this, I've been telling everybody this that I talked to. I remember saying this during the pandemic stuff, but it's like, especially me, because I was in New York and then I went to Indiana and stayed there and I got to see it like slowly expand across the country. And that like, you know, I almost felt like I was seeing the future a little bit where I would, people were like not taking it seriously. And I'm like, look, I know what's coming. Like I can tell you what's going to happen. And a couple weeks later, a couple into May, by May, I think, like you said, it had finally started to reach out into the Midwest. It had started to really um, get people scared in in more spread out areas. Um, I think that really all finally started to hit. Yeah, and May was a dark period, and I think it led to a lot of the better, more really empowering things I saw later on in the year, but it was a dark period and we saw the arrival of the murder Hornets. So yeah, I, I just added, I mean, I added that in just because it's like, what a, what more of a crazy thing in the year to, to, to have than all, with all this stuff going on people like there's Hornets that are going to, that are killing people. I don't know who knows. I never saw a murder Hornet. I never heard of a murder Hornet death, but that was the whole thing I remember seeing and being yeah, like, Yeah, but right. it, it's not about the deaths for these scary bugs. A scary arachnid or insect, it makes an impression like, I was out in Arizona, I spent every day looking for scorpions. I was just transfixed by them. Yeah, I saw three on my last day. But why, why, why did I do that? A scorpion, I wanted the like, adrenaline rush of finding one. A scorpion hasn't killed someone in Arizona for 50 years. So it's the threat of danger. That's yeah, all it is. yeah, that's the same thing. I, I went to the hardware store. I bought a purple flashlight for the same reason that murder hornets found its way into the dock. It would be a better world if we were attacked by murder hornets. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, well, so let's uh, move on to June. Let's move on to June. Tech stocks begin their crazy rise where they eventually five companies become a quarter of the market, and June, it's the best return for a month of the U.S. stock market since 1987. Consumer deflation, you can kind of see it. And then here, I think we see our first instance of, you know, Wall Street bets kind of behavior manipulating a stock price because Hertz, it has their crazy bounce, and people on that subreddit make so much money. Yeah, of course. I mean, we we just we we can't escape the uh, the we can't escape the fact that they they're making fortunes. But there's also fortunes lost. You know, didn't we have was it Richie? Did that happen this year? Yeah, Richie was on Reddit Wall Street bets this year, but that was yeah. later in the year. That was like October. Uh, okay, 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 cool. So we we'll talk about that later, I guess. Um, Who are you texting right now? Are you texting Elon I'm, Musk? No, I'm not texting. I'm looking. I'm typing. I'm doing research for the podcast. I thought you were texting Elon Musk. No, Elon Musk won't take my text anymore. Why not? Where did things go wrong between you two? I don't know. He's too busy. Uh, he's too busy trying to get Apple, getting Tim Cook to buy Tesla. He doesn't want to have to compete with him, so he's trying to get him to buy it. He's got to. He's probably taking the cyberpunk thing pretty hard as well. I know Elon Musk was a character in that, so. You know, that's his only chance to hang out with Keanu Reeves, and that's got to be really hard for him. 
He did. Tw- he was tweeting out about that game, about how broken it is, which we'll talk about. But he was he was tweeting about it, so that didn't help their stock prices. I'll tell you that. And I thought it was interesting that like June is the month of the tech stocks blow up, and that's also when a five billion dollar class action suit gets leveled against Google, saying that they're. That's exactly what I was doing research on right now. That's. Uh... That, that lawsuit, because I was like, I wonder what happened, what did happen with that lawsuit? And it was, they settled uh, the lawsuit over alleged uh, mishandling with like sexual like misconduct and all kinds of stuff. And it was about their incognito window and just goes to show you, don't trust any man in a fedora. Yeah, well, you know, and to not to, I'm not even going to say devil's ad- advocate, but if you actually believe- But the guy in the fedora switching- will say that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if you actually believe such an incognito mode does anything, you're an you're a rube. You're an absolute rube. The only thing it'll save you from is uncomfortable conversations with your living partner. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what it's for. It's not for hiding it from anybody else except for the people you live with. But it is a good tool because it's great for airline prices if you are ever allowed to go on a plane again. <laughs> Wait, what is? If you look up airline prices on Google Chrome, it's good for looking up the news. If you want to read a Slate article and you don't subscribe to Slate and your friend who works at Slate has never offered to hook it up, you you, you go to a Chrome incognito window, you can read that news article. Uh, yeah, well, so that, yeah, so you're right. That is a funny juxtaposition. You had the big tech boom and then you had the big tech hammer being dropped when there was that, that huge huge lawsuit against uh, alphabet which is they they are they are they the same as google yeah yeah they're the parent company okay good that's what i thought yeah just my, as i suspected yeah you know my buddy apu who works for google he's employed by alphabet like he works for sesame street or some shit yeah the accountant is like here's how much you made today one a two <laughs> a three dollars <laughs> Yeah, that is actually what they do. They have Jim Henson's reanimated corpse wandering around, making people puppets. So it's a good time. Uh, the settlement was huge. They will commit $310 million to fund the DEI Council on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Initiatives over 10 years. $310 million over 10 years, though, for them, that's nothing. Fucking a. Nothing. And we don't even get our piece of the pie in this one. You're, if you really want money, you're better off about just lying about your experience in the Cub Scouts and going from there. Yeah. Google said it was also it will also create a new employee disciplinary committee to review the investigative team's recommendations prior to taking disciplinary action. Wow, that's exactly what we need. We need more. We need more barriers to entry. We need people to police the police who police the police. Yeah, and we need Google to do that. I, I mean, it, why is this? Because it's related to incognito mode. Like, they just made something. They don't need to police anything. You just got to take out the spyware from a browser everyone uses. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But yeah, but you can just hire some fools. That's also good, cool. And, um, and let's move on to July Happy 4th of July. The U.S. dollar started declining. What a holiday. And I think it's not been great since then. But along with that, metal prices started rising. It was smart to invest in gold again. And, you know, it was kind of like, oh, are we going back to basics? 
There were some really crazy stats coming around with how unstable the dollar was, how unstable the dollar continues to be. But, you know, it's getting a little better. But, you know, it's probably going to continue to slide in 2021. What what is the the uh, metal? The dollar. The dollar. Sorry, sorry. I heard metal and then slide, and I'm I was, I'm getting prepared for the next talking point. I was I was a little zoned out for a second. I yeah, apologize. No, nah, just the national debt is so huge right now that the dollar is losing a lot of value. So we don't have the gold standard anymore, but that doesn't stop individuals from buying into these precious metals. R.I.P. That bar. Not not R.I.P. That bar. It was a very hard place to do stand up, but. Yeah, I mean, gold goes up when people are scared. People were scared in July, and you saw that in the metal prices. Uh, I mean, July was wild because I think also like May, June, July, like we're really in the heat of it then. Uh, Like you said, May is, I thought that was very smart when you said psychologically May is when it probably really set in for a lot of people. But June, July, that's far enough into where we're like really cruising into this pandemic. Yeah. And everyone was so mad about everything that happened in, you know, May and June that people were looking for a way out and all the dollars that print that get printed. Yeah. That's good for you and me to get through a couple weeks, but it is bad. Like, I mean, the Republican opposition, it's not based on them being cruel people. And like, you're going to kind of lose that in any leftist dialogue. It's because they run the country like a business and printing money devalues money. Right. It's like, uh, you're absolutely right, though. They do just run it like a business and we are fireable. Hey, they will kill us and they do not care. Yeah, they, they do not care at all. But people did care on Twitter during July. I think you got a nice story here that sums up how people were looking out for us. Yeah, so uh, in July, I remember hearing about this, but it, I didn't really know much about it until I really did some research on it. But uh, July 15th, um, 130 high-profile Twitter accounts were hacked, and they were promoting a Bitcoin scam. And they actually pulled it off a little bit. But of those 130... Uh, it was like Elon Musk, uh, Kanye West, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, uh, a bunch of Twitter accounts were hacked and they were, um, you, they were, they were requested, like people make donations to a Bitcoin wallet. And then they were promised that if they made those donations, uh, the Bitcoin would then be doubled or tripled back to them. And the people that did this scan scam actually made 110,000 in Bitcoin. Oh boy. So it did work, but they've arrested three as of July 31st. Oh, so they got them? Arrested. That- so uh, Dmitry Alpovich uh, described the incident as the worst hack of a major social media platform yet. So yet is the key word. I mean, these are the things that are, we just had that huge hack that was like the nuclear warheads were accessible or something to some alleged Russian hackers or something. So yet, I mean, hacking is only going to get worse. Yeah. I mean, hacking may get much worse. Hacking may have been much worse in the past two weeks. So who's to say? And I do wish I had, I mean, that's such good information. That is a predatory gesture that just kind of puts our world in a nutshell. And I think it's so much worse than any of us even realize. Like in the last couple of days, if, if Trump had lost on election night, 
There was going to be a white nationalist attack on the power grid. We don't know what Russia had, but from the sources I've looked into, it seems like it's not unreasonable for them to mess with our food supply chain, which is not great. Yeah, uh, I mean, especially with how much thing, how many things are becoming automated lately. It's with the food chi- with food chains. It's very automated. I mean, there's obviously still people there, but it's very automated these days. Very technical these days. I would imagine. Uh, I don't know much about supply chains, <laughs> but I have a feeling that in factories and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that hacking. Oh, su- supply chains are what has gotten decimated the worse than anything this this year. They've gotten right. wrecked. Well, so yeah, so there was that big Twitter hack. I remember hearing about that, but all these people are coming out. That and, big uh, and Twitter hack. Uh, I mean, they didn't pull it off, I guess, because they're in jail. But I don't know. The only big hick Twitter hack I know is I don't want to say that comic's name, but they tweet a lot. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll text you a name right now of of the big Twitter hack. Yeah, will you text me that, and we'll move on to August. You good with July? Yeah, I mean, I really just have a stupid distraction. I can't hear the name Joe Biden without thinking of that fake news article that says Joe Biden appoints weird bug to be in charge of the nighttime. <laughs> What's the bug's name? It, it's just like him, a picture of him holding up a bug. It, it kills cool. me. And also I bought a Kanye West album today. So good for me. What? What? Yeah. I went to, I went to the record store because Gabby's Christmas present didn't come on in time. So I had to get a couple last minute band-aid style gifts i got her like a vintage motorcycle helmet for her moped i really looked for it and speaking of the supply chain they didn't mention that it came from china oh um this is the name i thought you were going to send me by the way oh yeah yeah definitely that is totally the name i would have bet a thousand dollars and been like i bet that's who it is yeah no doubt i mean very nice guy very funny and kind i've seen all those jokes before yeah, yeah, yeah. No more for me, thanks. I'm good, sir. August, uh, August was great for everybody, especially Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he went uh, stone skipping. Uh, he p- tried on some wigs. He had a, a great time. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. He went apple picking. They go apple picking. The rich, rich, rich go apple picking in August. Ooh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah. August was a hot month. Uh, everything was. Um, I don't know. Everything was. Why was August so good? Because I came back to New York and I lost two thousand dollars betting on the Milwaukee Bucks. And oh, and then I oh, got. Yeah, a, I remember it, that. That was bad. That was a bad time. And then I got. I got. Got a concussion. So yeah, it was a fun month. I, yeah, I, I started that. living in a hotel, and I was. Yeah, August was crazy. It was did so August much. Was crazy. Yeah, everyone's moods were running so hot in August. Mine, in particular, in you know what? I just needed to get back to New York City. It turns out. I uh, yeah, you're right though. I did. I came back. I met my girlfriend in August. I was doing those outdoor like stand up New York outdoor shows in the park. Comedy was back for a little bit. August was August was not a bad month. Yeah, and you know what? I will disagree with that. It is cute. I do love the story about you meeting your girlfriend, um, uh, Matt. Matt and her, they reached for the same hot dog. Yeah, like I, I call my penis a hot dog. Oh come on! Hey, don't, don't be coarse. She's gonna hear this. 
I mean, I, I, I just, I, I tried on a little Norm Macdonald thing there. It didn't quite work. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, August, I was losing my mind. I had that math test I needed to take. I went to Zion. I ate all the acid in, in um, a battery. I, that's a better thing to have out on a podcast. And that's what makes a 30-mile hike better. And you know what? Whatever, because we were on to September, because the September, the S&P 500 fell 10% in a three-week span. There were market corrections. They were flipping the gates. It was like March all over again, and it was wild. And we had Kodak soaring in September. That's fun, right? Yeah, Kodak made me. I made like $500 laying in bed uh, on Kodak. I like heard the news. I bought a bunch of Kodak. It shot up and I was like, this cannot be possible. So I sold it all literally like an hour later and I made myself a quick $500. Helped me pay my rent that month. That was nice. Beautiful. And that that that's all you need. $500, $600. Even that's pushing it. But yeah, I thought that was great that like Kodak Sword, that company had been attached to so many insider trading scandals. Everything in the Kodak history was like pretty sketchy. And it was nice to see like the nostalgia come back one more time, not just for like a disposable camera or taking film photos, just for the insider trading associated with that company. Right. Even Donald Trump was like, something's fishy here. Yeah. Do you think Donald Trump's ever eaten fish? Um, He... Yeah, probably yes. I bet he's never had sushi. Yeah, I don't think he's had sushi. But what beyond like fillet of fish? No way, absolutely not. Donald Trump has eaten like golden corral fish. That's what he's eaten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Donald Trump, I think he eats like Max Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, what eats a lot of acid, uh, not from batteries. Yeah, not from not from batteries. And October was pretty rough for investments. There was a steady decline and like we went into it in an episode in October, like every big adjustment in the market was tied to something related to the presidential election. Maybe it was potential treasury secretaries. Maybe it was news items related to the market. But really, I'm going to remember October 2020 as the end of the Trump Twitter market manipulation. Yeah, is that when they finally kind of started to slap down on him tweeting out nonsense? I mean, the election was over in early November. He started, he he shifted towards the election. His interest turned away from private equity, his personal wealth, onto trying to attain another four years for the Republic. But that didn't happen. But yeah, I think October is kind of, it's the real end of the Trump era. I've heard rumors that uh, once he is out as uh, president, that Twitter might ban him. Oh, yeah. I think he's banned. And the court that is about to prosecute him is the Southern District of New York. And I learned this from Billions, but it is true. They are one of the most aggressive districts. They don't take no for an answer. And these politicians have lifelong grudges against Donald Trump so expect the SEC to come down on him hard and fast. Probably January 21st is what I'm hearing. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a rough four years from Trump. There will be a deplatform. There will be subpoenas. There will be indictments and trials. And I would love to watch it, but I think it'll be better for my mental health if I just mute the name on Twitter come 121. 
That's I think you're uh, it's probably a safe bet. I am. Uh, that is very funny, though, because, you know, he was trying to. That's one of the reasons he wanted to win the election so bad. He didn't want to win to run the president. He didn't want to be president again. He just didn't want to have to deal with the next four years if he's not. No, no, I, I, I 100 percent agree with that because it's not going to be pretty. <clears throat> well, that takes us in. Are we done with October? Or are we going to go into November now? Oh, yeah. And um, there was it was a little cold on Halloween. Yo, it was very cold on Halloween. I did. I had three. The the that was like the night I did the most comedy in New York. I had three shows that night, and I was freezing on rooftops left and right. It was it was a good Halloween though. I've I've never really had a great Halloween. That was probably my best Halloween I've had. You've never had a great Halloween. I mean, not since I was. I shouldn't say that. As a kid, I had good Halloweens, but as an adult, I mean, Halloweens have not been great for me. I had a good Halloween. Could have been great. I went to the drive-in movies. I saw Halloween, and it was just too cold. 10 degrees warmer. All right. And people are talking and you can't get mad at people for like at like a 50 at like a 40 year old movie for talking. I didn't think that was okay. Well, we're going to go Chris. We're going to go to the drive in on Christmas morning or Christmas day. It's going to be cold there. We'll be in the car though. I didn't have the car. Were you then. in the car? You weren't in the car in Halloween. No, I didn't get the car back till like November 21st. So you just walked into the drive-in movie? Yeah, there's a little, there's an area with like lawn chairs and stuff. And it's like oh. right on the water in like some of the best real estate that Brooklyn has to offer. Beautiful view of the city, but a little, maybe 10 degrees too cold. I'm very excited for this drive-in movie theater. Is it Home Alone or Home Alone 2 Lost New York? Mm, I think Home Alone. They're not going to show a Trump thing. I was actually excited for the carriage ride. I'm I'm upset you vetoed that. That was my idea and I was stoked yeah, about I'm it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't in good conscience ride in a carriage I would I would only do it because it's a sad New York Christmas. Yeah, but it's even uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I mean I can think about it, but I I don't I don't feel good about those horses, you know. I mean I don't like horses. They could be glue. If you're using Elmer's, you can ride in a carriage. I see you with That's those. Why I don't glue nothing. I don't glue anything. I never use glue. <laughs> All right, I'll remember that. Okay, uh-huh. so let's go on to November. There is the election. But, you know, we've kind of we've done an entire episode on that. Um, What is remarkable is that every IPO that opens starts to double and there are big falls at the end of the month. But November is the month that cements 2020 as a positive one for the market. And that is friggin crazy. That is cuckoo bananas of the highest order. Of the highest order. Cuckoo bananas of the highest order indeed. What, yeah. a, what, a, what a fine way to put it. You heard it here first, folks. Cuckoo um, bananas of well, the... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that stupid phrase again. You don't You don't want me to talk. People yes, like I do. you. You're, you're, I, li- I like it when you talk. You have great points. I talk too much. You're the popular one anyhow. Oh, that's so nice of you to say, even though it's not true. No, that is true. Everybody likes Matt more because I... You know, I, I'm I'm the point guard. I lead I lead the show, I lead the flow. I throw it to Maddie when he hammers down a point, and I'm gonna do it right <laughs> now. Chris Paul's at the top of the key, so um, I do understand that. Um, you know, we're gonna like bookend this this year. We opened it with them reacting to a terrible January and emphasizing the climate at the World Economic Forum. And then on November 4th, what happens, Maddie? He lobs it up to DeAndre Ayton. 
November 4th, the United States formally exits the Paris Agreement on climate change. And we don't care about that. We we really hid that story quite a bit. And, you know, maybe that's not as impactful because we'll be back in there come 121. But not a great look for the U.S. of A. It was. Yeah, it really. I think that's more of it. Like. We all knew we'd be back in it eventually, but just the fact that that happened, like that felt like a real fuck you uh, to us, uh, American people, and just to the rest of the world. Like that was the mo- that was one of the moments of many during the Donald Trump presidency where I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was one on? of the darkest hours for sure, but we got there and it's okay. But, uh, you know, there was the biggest ever free trade block the regional comprehensive economic partnership what was it matt like 15 asian pacific countries yes so it's china and 14 other asia pacific countries signed the world's largest trade agreement they left us out of it because why wouldn't they um but uh it's a huge i mean it's huge it's the biggest in the it's the biggest in 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 the world's history um they uh 2.2 2.2 billion people, 26.2 trillion dollars of global output that accounts for about 30% of the population worldwide uh, is going to be kind of involved or not involved, but, you know, represented in this big trade deal. And I will correct that we were only left out because this is more of a geographic thing. But you're seeing some interesting, like even like count like effects of this on like public health effects. So if there's free trade, there's a lot of incentive to help your neighboring countries and I thought it was really cool that New Zealand, who is a membership of this, and it's a cool like membership, has got like China, Japan, Australia, Australia. New Zealand, South Korea, Thailand, Vietnam, Brunei. Yeah, and but even like New Zealand, who's one of the smaller members, they're getting vaccines for so many of their neighboring countries. Yeah, they're footing the bill. They are so this whole region it could become a global superpower. And if they're w- working with China and have free trade with China, like expect bullish like development from these nations like the economy of australia is already so bullish in a way that really benefits the people and maybe we should move this podcast there we'll go rogan we'll go south of the equator what do you think i don't i don't i like that a lot actually you know because i feel like also I, I learned this recently we'll talk about this i guess if we'll bring if we'll bring it up because we'll probably talk about cyberpunk at some point but i didn't realize australia has some of the um what's the word like they have some of the best uh consumer like laws like laws that benefit and look out for the consumer they have some of the best in the world as far as like their laws making sure companies can't take advantage and abuse consumers so that's i think australia is has got their shit figured out yeah and you're just seeing like really great policy come out from this part of the world fairly consistent right and there was that whole thing with i remember there was a big deal about new zealand they handled the uh the coronavirus pandemic way better. I haven't heard any news about that recently, but I remember there was a big period where everyone was um, applauding New Zealand for the way they handle things. And obviously it is different because it is smaller, but still, you know, it's, it's not, that's not to downplay that what they've achieved. Yeah. So they did some good things and let's move on to December this month, my birthday month. And you're just seeing IPOs double every single day. And then, Everyone's just buying ETFs across the board. They're breaking every like marker. Like 
maybe this is a good sign. Maybe the people who bought Robin Hood are getting a little bit more educated and they're getting into some more exotic yet stable securities. That is the hope out of that. It's also, you know, we were part of it. SPACs became a little bit more mainstream and, you know, to be determined because we've got 10 days left and like, look how much this, how much territory this year covered. That's wild. Yeah. And we're, I mean, it is crazy to think we've got 10 days left uh, through all that. I mean, to write it out, what could, what could happen? So much could happen. Yeah. I mean, there could be snake wolves. There could be Bitcoins. We could have Donald Trump give us all $2,000 for Christmas. Anything is possible. I did see, though, I saw that this morning, though, that it said $2,000 for fam- for households that make over $75,000 a year. Yeah, that could be the case. But, yeah. you know, just lie on your taxes. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to. I, it, uh, that's like... I was already pissed off enough about the $600 and then they're like, it'll be 2000, but you have to also be rich to get the 2000, 75,000. I don't have that. Yeah. I mean, you will someday though. Thanks to the money I've put in the market in your name this year, I'm going to grow it and you're going to go to college. I'm creating a college (laughs) fund for Matthew Backus. Is it, what is it? What are those things that you can't touch till you're 18? Uh, Those are like 529s or trust funds. Trust funds, yeah. I've always wanted to be. I'm gonna be a 40 year old. Ten years from now, I'll be a 40 year old trust fund baby. Uh oh. I I mean, there there are worse things to be in this world. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. Uh, yep, yep, yep. But yeah, what a year! What a crazy year! And I mean, we tried to make the most of it. I think we both made a lot of strides to change our lives. And you know, did we do it? Who's to say? I think we did good. I feel good. I, I, I started rock climbing. I've been rock climbing consistently every Monday. I got uh, my kettlebell. I've been using my kettlebell. I, um, I'm, on, I'm streaming on Twitch. We got this podcast going. We got listeners. We're getting messages. We're going to have uh, another good year, hopefully. 2021, hopefully, will be good. I can't even say it. Never did. Never will. What a year full of thrills. ENRT's up. Our stock podcast portfolio is worth $5,200, $100 for every week of the year. What a, what a time. Wow, we did that on purpose. That's amazing. We did such a good job. Yeah. Well, it, it was great to spend this year for you. Um, lock me down for a time for Christmas, and we are going to go on your last tour. We're going to do it up at Rock Center, and we're going to get buck wild. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can't uh, because in case you couldn't tell, because I don't have $75,000, I have a job that makes me have to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I will be working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, Come see me at uh, Top of the Rock and hit me over the head with something heavy so I don't have to do it again. And if you see his coworker, if you pay her $5, she will call Matt a bitch. I'm Joel Joel Uh, Kowski. You can follow the podcast here. You can follow my personal Twitter, The Walkowski. You can go watch my sports stuff all over the Props Network. I'll be doing gambling picks for every bowl game. So if you're bored around the house, I mean, I'm putting in work for those. So that could be a good thing to follow. And because there's a lot of shit to do to bet on and not much to do. True. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna get our Instagram. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the password for our Instagram, so we'll have our Instagram bumping more. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Backus on Instagram at Matt Backus sucks. Uh, follow me on Twitch. Uh, um, it's just Matt Backus on Twitch. I have like 17 followers on Twitch, so I would love to get some more followers. Come hang out with me and chat. It's actually really fun. Whenever I die in a game, I can try. We can talk and hang out. And I've gotten. I'm averaging like two viewers every stream, which is low but i'm very happy with it so i appreciate that come hang out with me on twitch uh, at matt backus you you can only talk it. to people if you die no i just was like like it's just whenever i die i mean no you can talk to me whenever but it's just like nice to have people to talk to when i die and i can't when i'm just sitting here waiting to come back and call of duty or when i'm playing a game i can talk it's very fun i've enjoyed it uh, people pop in and they ask some questions and stuff nothing crazy but yeah come on twitch and hang out with me it is free to make an account you also don't have to make an account but um yeah that's fun that's it that's it we're done happy new year we'll be back next year um this has been your year in review go get vaccinated luffler 2021 let's get it kelly